0: G'day there and welcome to another episode of the Christian Women in Business show. It's so great to have you here. What a special podcast we have in store for you. Before we get into the meat, uh, we are on podcast 144. I can't believe it. We are like six away from 50. Oh my gosh, or 150. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, for everyone who supports. And um, it's just been great to entertain you and go on the show and The journey, and I really hope that what we do just help you draw close to God in your business, that it inspires you, and that um, the stories that we're putting out there from the beautiful women we have as guests just um, speak to your heart we have our conference coming up and not only do we have our conference coming up, God put on my heart this year to start a mastermind. And so in our Monday after the conference, we will be launching our first in-person mastermind session. So if you're looking in 2020 to get deeper into the world, word, learning how to do business from a place of the kingdom, and really connect with women who just love God and want that same depth as well, I strongly urge you to come and join us for the conference, book an extra day, um, oh no, you can't book an extra day, Uh, accommodations run out, just book in for the conference, book from Friday to Monday out of your calendar and then join up for the Mastermind. I'd love to invite you, God's going to do some amazing things uh, for his kingdom and he's wanting women like you to really grasp his kingdom so you can go out from a place of confidence, God confidence, and really uh, be yourself out there in the marketplace uh, bringing glory to God. So let's see what God does. And if he's pulling your heart, visit the website, just click on Mastermind, basic information's on there. Now today I am super excited because I have a very dear person on the show I'm going to try not to cry, but it's already coming. This girl just has such a beautiful heart for God. I promised myself I wouldn't well up. (laughs) How stupid. (laughs) She's doing amazing things. and She um, does the retreat side of our conference and... Like, her amazing story and journey is such inspirational. I'm trying to pull myself together. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, she does amazing things. She has such a heart for God, such a heart for God's women, his daughters, the amazing things that she does all around the world, not just in Australia. Um, And I just get to see the pictures. But this, this beautiful lady, she's impacted my heart. She's taught me grace. She's taught me more about prayer than she probably realizes, and um, it's so great to have you on the show today. <laughs> Welcome, Lisa. <laughs> oh, thank you, S.J. That was a very beautiful introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get over myself now. <laughs> oh, you're so lovely. <laughs> <sighs> okay, <laughs> so <laughs> can you please tell us? Um, A little bit about yourself. So where are you located in the world? Tell us a little bit about your business and then we'll get into your story. Sure, yeah um, so I live on the Sunshine Coast which in Coulomb so I
1: just live two minutes from the beach so I really love my time in the surf with God and I've got two little girls Aria and Coco, they're seven and four and I'm married and um, I, I also run a business called Arise Sanctuary which yeah, yeah offers luxury boutique retreats for women to come away with God and hear his voice and we do it mostly we do it on the Sunshine Coast and then we do international ones as well like in France and Morocco and Italy and Philippines and yeah it's it's been a wild ride
0: (laughs) (laughs) I swear there's not a photo that you don't put out where I'm just like oh my (laughs) god <laughs> like the locations that God takes you on, and you know, I mean, I know you put a lot of prayer and research, and you completely wait on the Holy Spirit to kind of guide you of where to hold them, and you make it a very special sanctuary for women. Like, I don't know, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. It shows his heart,
1: doesn't it? Because he said yeah. to me that was a real specific blueprint of Arises that it has to be somewhere special and beautiful because God said, what does an invitation of a King inviting his daughter to come away with him look like? Yeah. So, yeah. So I find he always takes us somewhere stunning with a beautiful view
0: and his presence is just like next level. So it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. So can you share with us, um, your story and how you got to where you are with Arise today? Yeah. I'd
1: love to. It's, you know, I love hearing everyone else's stories. So hopefully mine has some gold nuggets in there for other people. Um, But I used to be an occupational therapist and I was a hand specialist and I just found that it There was something else. I knew God had something else for me. And I found I was more interested in people's hearts and lives than their hands. So, um, (laughs) um, and I think occupational therapists are amazing, but yeah, it just wasn't my calling. So, actually resigned from, from my job and um, found a Bible college in Austria in the Alps and I went and stayed out there and I just... Were you to, married at this point? No, I no. just met my husband. I just met Maddie like okay. six weeks before I left. Yeah. <laughs> As it happens, you know... You hear of course it happens. Time, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went for three months to Austria and I just loved having no expectations. No one knew me. I could just hang out with Jesus. And it was there that he told me that he wanted me to run women's retreats. And, and it was to connect them back to who they are and connect them back to him. And I was like, whoa, I was 26, 27 at the time. And didn't have a lot of life experience and I didn't know how to do it, but I said, yes. And then you just kind of then have to carry the dream, don't you? Yeah. And, um, so I came home and, you know, Maddie and I got married a year later and, um, and I kept working as an OT, but I also studied life coaching, behavioral analyzing and, um, was studying under someone with counseling and whatnot. And then, um, in, well, I'm just trying to think what year it was. It would have been 2000, 2010 that my niece ended up in hospital. So there had been some sort of incident that led her, that she ended up in hospital and she was, on, um, she was in an induced coma and she was four months old and she ended up um, having a severe traumatic brain injury. From it, so it meant that she couldn't swallow um, her little eyes couldn 't focus she was just in a lot of distress, um, and so there began a really big journey um, and so it was it would have been about um, a year later that she actually passed away, and it was from those injuries um, and I had only just had my first daughter Aria so I was a new mom um, just that's that's actually quite big when you're a new mom and so there's this new identity to get your head around and then to have a newborn and then grieve your niece is um, yeah, that's like- this was a really tricky part of of my life and I had actually already lost a niece a couple of years ago as well as well as I had miscarried twice so I just felt God was incredibly unfair and, um, and to have taken all those children from our family, that, that was my mindset. And it wasn't until I just had to keep having honest conversations with him because I knew he was real and I couldn't let go of that. And I found as I hadn't these honest conversations with him, I began to see that what true faith and trust is, is trusting him no matter the outcome and knowing that he's got, he's still got something good. Um, And that, and just having to stand on what he says, you know, I've got plans that are going to prosper you and not to harm you. But uh, it was a year after Sarah passed away that my sister was then arrested. um, And in front of me, she was arrested in front of me and it was for, she was accused of uh, harming her child, harming Sarah with intent to murder. So um, she was being charged with the, the incident that led Sarah to, um, to be in hospital with the brain injury. And so Ash had to live with me. That's my sister. She lived with me for three months on bail and then she actually confessed that she did it.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: So, what happened then? My world kind of fell apart because when you're believing for someone's innocence, and uh, it's very confusing, and grief and all sorts of things went on. And in amongst this absolute chaos, God said, Come away with me. And so I went away with him a couple of times, and each time he would take me away. And he did, he did it like three times in the space of like two months. And the first time was just to restore peace to my heart. And he just got me to look back up to him and not at the chaos that was around me.
0: Yeah.
1: And then, um, the second time he took me away, I found like I went away with him. I just would go away by myself. My husband was beautiful and releasing. You could see I was really struggling and, um, And the second time I went away, it was really to restore joy. And so I found I had favor wherever I went and just these amazing God moments. And I realized you can have joy in amongst the sorrow. And, and there, like we went, I didn't know how long this, um, valley that I had to walk was going to be because, you know, we're getting interviewed by police and it was very invasive, um, and, you know, the court process is a really long yeah. one. So we weren't quite sure how long it would take. So God was just showing me that you can have joy in amongst the tough. Yeah. And then the and then the third time I remember sitting there and I said to God, um, my heart's not healed. I'm still not okay. And he said, come away with me and come to color. And color was the following week. And I said, you can't go to color. Like there's no tickets. Okay. And he said, Call your friend Mel, she's got a she's got a ticket for you. And so I called my friend (laughs) Mal. And and when I say he spoke to me, it's it's that that um that kind of thought or idea that just isn't yours and you begin to recognise that it's God. So it's not like I had this audible voice, it was just this deep knowing to call Mel. And so I called my friend Mel and she just I said, Do you have a ticket to colour? And she just said, Oh my goodness, I've just realized I can't go and I was Yes, yes, it's yours. <laughs> and she gifted Yay. it me. And then so off I went to colour and I we had very little money at that stage. We were building a house and so we used whatever we could to send me. And so I'm sitting on the plane and it was like 6.30 at night when we landed and I said, Lord, um, I need to... M- do you want me to catch a taxi to get there? That's going to be a lot of money, but I don't want to miss a moment on what you got. Or can I just get a, you know, a bus and go straight to my accommodation and I'll start color tomorrow. Instead, I've got it all sorted. I said, okay. And so I hop off the plane and, and this guy with these two kids comes up and says, are you going to color? I said, yeah, I am. He said, do you need a lift? And I was like, And I started shaking. You must have thought I was a little crazy because I was just shaking with like God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So have me. And I get there and uh, he ends up being the pastor of Hillsong Noosa, which I didn't know. It was lovely. Um, (laughs) And and I get to colour and it was just beautiful. and, um, And then the second night of the conference, Lisa Bevere gets up and she speaks about taking the sword out of your heart that family members of, that have betrayed you or whatever and that have stuck in your heart and taking it out and letting God use it for his glory mm-hmm. and to fight the enemy. And I was like, yeah, Lord, I, I, that's to me, I, yes, I will. And then as Lisa Bevere is hopping off the stage, God says, I have this Holy Spirit from me. It was so clear. Go down, she's going to pray for you. Go down to Lisa Bevere. she's going to pray for you. I'm like, You can't do that in colour. Everyone can see me. Yes, how embarrassing. You know, however many thousands of women there. And I was actually right up the back where everyone like um goes out. You know how there's exits and whatnot. But he said, Lisa, if you want healing and anointing, then go down to her. And I said, All right, Lord. I want that more than what other people think. I grabbed my bag and I said, create a way because there is, it's impossible to get down. As, As soon as I said that, two men in black walked past me in the aisle and God said, go. And so I hopped behind them and they just walked down. Everyone parted and they walked straight up to Lisa Bevere like, and kind of went past it. I don't know where they went. But as so I'm like standing right there with Lisa Bevere, my my hand goes out and touches her. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no control. Ah. Touches Lisa Bevere, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then you know, Security's like, Oh, excuse me, ma'am. And you know, you can't. touch. yeah. And, she, and Lisa said, No, I really love her. Like, give us time. And I just said, Oh, that. That message was actually for me. My sister's just confessed to, you know, harming Love, her yeah. child um, and the swords in my heart. <laughs> and she started crying and, um, and she prayed for me. And this deep peace and comfort came over me. And she prayed over my future. She prayed over wow. my family. And then she got my forehead to her forehead, and then just stared at me in my eyes. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but this is super cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can I kiss you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you know. um, but it was such a super. It was um, really amazing experience. And then, um, and then she stopped praying, and I just looked at her, and I was. Super dorky, and I said, "My name's Lisa too," and, <laughs> and she just laughed. And she said, well, you know what your name means. I'm like, "Yeah, I, said, I love you." <laughs> I was just so dorky, um, but you know, that's just us being human. Oh, human, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. And then she left, and I was just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And I called my husband, I'm like. Oh, I don't know what's just happened. I don't know what to do. And he goes, what is going on? I said, I'm so excited. Should I go out or should I go back to my unit? I I just don't even know what to do because I was there by (laughs) myself. And he was just like, please stay on the phone, get a taxi, stay on the phone, (laughs) get back to you. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, this comfort came over me that didn't leave me. And God did something in that. And I've just realized the importance of when he calls us to go away with him, he has something for us in different seasons for different reasons. And, um, and so that's a big lesson. And then um, it would have been maybe a year or two after that, that God said it was time to start do it. the women's retreats and, and, Meanwhile, the the trial's still going. So, as in the, all the all the court cases oh, yeah. and everything, it's still going. And actually, again, we're stretched financially. I've I now have two little ones at home. I'm a mum at home. Like yeah. I have a five month old baby, and my husband's about to step out of his well paying secure job to start his own business.
0: <laughs> and I just was like,
1: ah. Uh, sorry, what'd you say? And he goes, you know what I'm saying? And I said, well, Lord, I can't see it. Can you bring the Holy Spirit in? Like, can you tell me how to do this? And he just said, bring the Holy Spirit into it. So I just closed my eyes and went like that. And then I could see and feel his heart for this, for these retreats and yeah. how to do it and the strategy. And so I began and I find that in reflection, like when you say yes in the most impossible circumstances, that gives God such room to do the miraculous, hey? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, for him to, to, to have her. the glory. Totally. Yeah. And then, um, and the other thing I thought was I've looked back and seen that actually saved me. Yeah. Him saying begin these retreats actually saved me because I was, I then had a vision and something to focus on not just my family, and, and all the chaos and all that was going on around me. Like I was scared of phone calls. That's, it was, and then, you know, detectives would just show up at my house unannounced. So it was, it was a chaotic time, yet God said it was time to start. So I love that when you think you're disqualified because of your life, he's saying you're actually, you're qualified. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it totally saved me to have a vision other than, all of that.
0: All of the... Jackie
1: yeah. And going. so it began in amongst that. That's how it began. And so why was your first retreat then? Oh, <laughs> it's Are funny. we
0: there yet? Or have <laughs> you got yeah, yeah, to yeah. share? Okay. No, no,
1: that's good. The first retreat was actually in Majimba and it was in, in Queensland. Yes. It's on the yeah. sunshine coast. It didn't have a view. It was quite a nice house, but it was nothing special, but that was all, that was my understand, you know, that was yeah. my understanding. And I thought that was quite, quite a beautiful place. And I had a ridiculous amount of team on, on, you know, that to work on it. Like I don't, I can't even count how many people I had and we, we only took six ladies away. And, um, and I, prepared everything and did the program and I was immersed in it but I had ridden myself out of the program so I thought everyone else was better at it so I gave them all the all the tasks Uh and to the point where it went to start I was like I don't know what my role is
0: oh
1: I know (laughs) and uh you know relate to that yeah and and you learn and and you still and I God was very, that was such a raw retreat and I remember so much of it and I remember all the ladies because it's your first one. Yeah. But God totally did a work in each one of those women's lives and they, they were really impacted and God did beautiful things in amongst my um, insecurity and, you know, my nerves and all of that. And so much went down just before that retreat as well as you can imagine. There was a lot of opposition. So I was, I went in absolutely exhausted and battered. Yeah. And, um, and for the first few retreats, I, I would say, I'm going to, after the next one, I'm going to put it down. God, (laughs) (laughs) I think I am like, I'm, I don't think I'm the person. And, uh, yeah, but he just went, you just find that with each time you do it, it's a new platform to bounce off. Hey. And And you learn and you you implement the next time. And And you just see the way he shows up. So you become more confident in what he does. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so from that, Ben, so what year was that? What year was your first? Our first one was in 2016. Okay. And we're now in 2019. Nineteen. I'm yeah. like, where yeah, are we? Where are we? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking so much about 2020. It almost feels yeah. like... Are we in 2020? Yeah. Which yeah. I'm totally excited about because it's even numbers. I don't know why. I'm just like, <laughs> it's such a beautiful looking year with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you happy.
1: Oh, it makes me so happy! <laughs> yes, and um, and the trial actually wasn't until twenty at the end of twenty seventeen. Wow! So it was three. I the trial went for three weeks. Yeah, and I was actually be, I was a key witness. Um, yeah, it was very public. It was on the newspaper. It was in the newspapers on TV. People absolutely hated. My sister and my family. Yeah. We had a lot of hate. It would have been really hard. It was horrible, and um, yeah, I was, I was a witness against my sister, so I was, I was subpoenaed and I had to had to testify. Um, and then three weeks later, I went and did my first international retreat in France. <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did it feel, like if you, mm. like if you can share? How did it feel having to go up and stand against your sister? Like, what went through your mind? Because like did you want to stand up against her or did you want to be with her? It's like, a like standing up. Yeah. Because we yeah. all have mistakes. We all have things that go on in our minds that lead us to do things. Totally. That that none of us can judge because no, just, that's exactly know. right. And it was and it became
1: confusing too because my sister then said she only confessed out of kind of stress and that it didn't really happen and so it was all it was very No one knew what actually happened, but she had confessed to me. Um, And to be honest, when I first got the subpoena, I was so incredibly stressed Mm. um, and I still had retreats to run um, that I was putting like pegs in the dishwasher and clothes in the bin. Mm -hmm. And my husband was telling me, important information. I could not recall it. it. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so that made me go, God, I am not okay. So I just had to, I had to really be honest with myself and say I wasn't okay. And then I asked him to help me. And, um, and, Cause I said, I know that you like with you, I can do this, but at the moment I'm not doing so well. And so help. And then, um, it wouldn't have been a week later, a friend contact me and said, I feel like you're meant to come to this church gathering. They've got this prophetic guy coming and his um, really, I can't even remember his name. Is that mm. terrible? Wow. Um, and then, and so I said, okay, even though I didn't want to. And I didn't, I, you don't like, I don't like people don't like being around people when I'm really stressed. So anyway, I arrived at this church and people were so friendly and I was like, Ugh, "Don't me." <laughs> yeah. um, and anyway, I sat down and I just wanted to leave. And God said, this is where I want you. And so I, I sat there. And then um, the pastor, this new, you know, this guy who had come in to speak to the church got up and he said, I have been trying to prepare for this all week, but all I can hear is legal document, legal document, legal letter. Who here has received a legal document or letter that has sent them into immense stress and fear.
0: Oh gosh.
1: And I like, <laughs> That's me. And he said, it's all about you. And he said, this time is about you and you'll need to you come here and we're all going to pray for you and we are going to stand with you. And I didn't tell him a thing. And he said, um, he said, He just started praying. He goes, the Lord just wants you to know that um, you are not in the devil's territory. You're in his territory. This legal letter is his um, agenda and you're in his territory, not the enemy's. And he said, and that confusion that's over you is from the enemy. It's not. um, And so he goes, so we just break that in Jesus' name. And and all of a sudden I was completely clear. Wow. And then then he just said, peace. And I know, they prayed. And all of a sudden I just felt strengthened and awesome. and peaceful. And that didn't leave me either. So while I was, and I love my sister, I did not want to see her go to jail, but also had to tell the truth. Yeah. And so I just said, Lord, help. So I was so nervous. Oh, and it, would have been. I and it was such imagine. a, it was such a mind thing too, because they, yeah, just, it was very, yucky there was a lot of people there to see ash fall and yeah. even the way that the police and the and and the whole court was set up was to isolate her and us and mm. to support you know uh yeah it was just it was a lot of ugliness going on and so i had to just turn my head around and look out the window and i had worship on until i was called in because you're not allowed to be in there until you've testimony so i sat there all day oh my gosh and they kept saying yeah you're on next and then they get but anyway, I finally got in there and I just, well, even though I was shaking, um, I could somehow, I could preempt or I could see where the, where the um, lawyers and the barristers were going. I could see where they were trying to take me. And then God would literally give me what to say And to the point where I heard them—that one of the barristers lean over to the other one and say, just leave it, they, you're not going to just leave this line and take another one. So God, I was able to tell the truth and, but I didn't feel like mud had been thrown on me mm. or that I, they were able to use anything other than the truth. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it was hard because my parents really believed in her innocence too. So uh, yeah, but I felt his presence and, and he definitely strengthened me in that. Yeah. And yeah, and she actually ended up not going to jail. So that, that was an incredible, I just see God's grace over that, over our family. Yeah. So did she like, so what's she doing now? Uh, She just, oh no, that's fine. She's um, just living freely and she lives, you know, she's moved and she's got a lovely fiance who loves her really well. And yeah.
0: Yeah. And she know God. Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's a hard one. You can't judge. Her. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's she's a she's someone that you could she see. Understand. Could she see him in all that? Like, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that's the question. I was more totally. Like,
1: yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I think so. She's a hard one to um
0: to understand, but I yeah. do love her. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. Sorry, and then three weeks later, in. Paris <laughs>
1: heading. Oh, there was a moment SJ where I was standing there and I'm looking at all these ladies. So have got like 12 people standing on the platform to get onto the train, to head out into the countryside, just going, what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very beautiful. It was, um, yeah, it was very special and it was the first international retreat. So I learned a lot.
0: There was yeah. a lot of learning going on on that retreat for me, but it was very special for the ladies that came. And did you find that you got healed and had like even more healing and all that kind of stuff as well as the women on that one after being so close or were you just kind of, let's just get on with things now? Yeah, I, found, I went to I, not so much there.
1: Um, and to be honest, I was, I was still stressed. Um, yeah. And, and had I done it again, I wouldn't have, I really felt like I carried, I carried it too much. Like mm. this, it's got to be good for everyone. And, you know, and the team and I just felt a lot of pressure, which wasn't from God. Yeah. Um. So I've learned a lot from that, but I think the healing really took place. Um, afterwards, I went to Rome for a week, and I just rested, oh, rested so him. Good. And then the true healing came when I went to Vanuatu with my family at the end of the year, and I got to do this beautiful exchange with him and tell yeah. him everything and give it to him. It took a long time, but I just felt this immense peace and a promise that he's going to do something really good with all that mess, mess. and he
0: has. Yeah. yeah, that's so good, and the exchange is one of the things that you've learnt now to do within your retreats as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do that with, uh, at the start of every retreat because it's so important to, We I think we forget that we can hand him all our mess and our weightiness and our confusion and just, pressures and disappointments and then he's actually gonna give us something in return when we hand it to him. But we have to let it go in order for him to put something in our hands. Yeah. So and whatever what he gives us in exchange is always
0: far better than what we've given him. So, That's so, so beautiful fast, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool so on the, um the Sunday of our conference um Lisa came last year and did like a retreat session so we had we had some time um they transformed the room and made it look very beautiful um I think God really blessed us with the chapel anyway yeah, um, it was stunning it was just so gorgeous and um yeah so we all got in a circle and Lisa shared some vulnerable stuff like she has done today very brave um and we honor you for that um and then we did an exchange and it was just the most beautiful thing I don't know what other women got from it but I know I got a lot from it um And it's interesting being a leader of a conference and a leader of a movement and then putting yourself out there vulnerable when the people you are leading are in the same room. Like it's very, very risky, like, and you just have to do it. So I know I did it. It was weird, but I got over it and and it was awesome. And so, um, We're going to be having similar sessions. This time we're going to be adding the retreats um, in or a session in uh, to the first day as well as the second day. So we're wanting to get that whole exchange Holy Spirit thing happening throughout the whole conference, not just on the Sunday. Um, So I'm really looking forward to having Lisa. And is Jodie coming down again this time as well? Yeah, and Jodie as well. They've just got such a beautiful nature and when you meet Jody, you'll just see the Holy Spirit coming out of her. It's just amazing. And God is just using her so much. So um, I'm really looking forward to that session oh, and all too. the sessions. I'm just looking York forward to the courses. whole thing. Yeah, seeing what God does. I know it's going to be a massive Holy Spirit weekend, like the supernatural business, the stuff that Lisa's been sharing about with how, you know, God's provision and, um, even the way that Lisa talks to God, that is the whole theme of this conference is learning the supernatural side to business. And how do you get into that relationship? How do you get into that place? And um, how do you allow the Holy Spirit to then come through with that? So um, yeah, its I'm excited. I'm excited. So um, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's very, very um, inspirational. It's Sad at the same time and then happy again. And um, uh, you know, this is just the beginning. Like, God's not it's so funny. You think, okay, well, everything must have happened in them two years. <laughs> God's like, uh still got more glory to pour out. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, hey. I totally agree. So can you share with us now uh five tips on your craft? Uh, yeah. I know you've got something prepared for us. Yes, I've written
1: down some tips. Um, So I think the first one and the big one um, in any business but also in what I do is you've got to ask God for help in where you just feel stuck and ask for strategy. Uh, I know that there's been so many times where he's asked me to do something, it's completely outside of my (laughs) current ability and so I'll just say yes and then i'll ask him how <laughs> and um or who do i who do i need to connect with and i remember um it was about a year ago and i felt god like i knew god was stretching the tent pegs but i've already felt that capacity and i said lord i actually i'm terrible at this admin stuff and i don't i can't take it to the next level with my ability can you help me within a week i had this beautiful lady Hannah, she's a virtual assistant. Email me. She's like, I had a word. I have got a word for you, but I also really feel I'm meant to serve you. Um, would you like my services? And I said, Oh, <laughs> no, thanks. I don't know how to use you. <laughs> 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 and she said, um, Give me five weeks, and and she just gave me the smallest fee. And she served me for five weeks, showed me what she could do, and then I was like okay, I need Where you. Where have you been all my life? And she has <laughs> changed, she has changed, like really brought our eyes to the next level. So, that's yeah, that, that's one of my big, big tips is ask God for help when you don't know what
0: you're doing. <laughs> Which, if we're going to be honest, like let's just be honest here, um, and I know that Lisa and I can be honest about things. Yeah, we can. 99% of the time, honestly, <laughs> have no idea what we're doing. Mm. <laughs> like yes social media might look pretty and we do videos and but behind the scenes you're literally like oh I don't know (laughs) so how (laughs) (laughs) so if you're listening and you're thinking (laughs) you know oh you know you look at all these people the same thing you know comparison I don't have all my stuff together oh we do not have our stuff together it is mainly god (laughs) absolutely that is so true (laughs) okay number two (laughs) number two uh this
1: is a big one that I found is that um the responsibility is his so I used to like I I mentioned before um in France I felt this weighty responsibility for the ladies and it wasn't until the following year I was about to do another retreat by myself internationally and I was I was losing it. (laughs) So I said, God help. Like, what, what do you have to say here? And he said that weighty responsibility that you're carrying is not yours. Those women are my daughters and they are my responsibility and hand that responsibility back to me. And I, it, I handed that back to him and it has changed. Uh, It has been a game changer for me. So I've found that I can go into any – I go into retreats knowing that he's going to meet every woman, knowing that it's his responsibility and not mine, yeah. and I just do what he tells me to do and he does the rest. So that's, that's been a big one for me. Hit me with the next one. The next one is <laughs> um, I think we forget when we're in business and when we're, when we're doing, you know, working whatnot, we forget – that he wants to delight our hearts. And so that's a big one is, make, and is
0: telling him what you want yeah. um, and what, what you desire. And that sometimes can be the most vulnerable thing we ever have to do. Yeah. Like just being honest with yep. what we want. And, there, and there's time. And what
1: I found is been a really great key is if you're feeling unloved, ask him to love, show, show you how much he loves you. Wow. Or if you're feeling disappointed, ask him to. Um, or oh, sorry, discouraged, ask him to encourage you, and he will. Like mm-hmm. it's, it happens multiple times for me. I'll be like, Lord, can you just encourage me today? And then I'll have like two or three people all of a sudden I message me and say, Hey. Um, what you've done or like what God's done through you has changed my life, la, 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 or just, or just said, Hey, you are you know, you just get some sort of encouragement from me, which is beautiful. And I remember when um, I asked him to show me how much he loved me and, and I was like fully expectant. I was looking for it. And I got to the end of the day and I said, what you still haven't shown me how much you love me? And he said, go outside. And so I went outside and I, I, this sounds so corny, but it's so true. Because um, we look how we look out at a sunset. There was this heart, like there was clouds, and then there was a heart shape in the clouds with sun beaming through. Oh. And I took a picture. I took a picture of it, and he goes, "That's for you." And I was like. <gasps> <gasps> So I think we forget that we can ask him for those types of things as well. Absolutely. Like a woman's heart is tender and, you know, we can
0: we can ask him for those things to delight our heart. And do you think the reason why we struggle is because we don't trust him enough with our own hearts?
1: Yeah, I think we're a bit scared we'll be disappointed. disappointed
0: because there's so many people in life who have disappointed be it dads, fathers, brothers, husbands, whoever, that then we – think that God's going to be like them and it's yes. not that. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right. And the more we ask, the more he shows us and the more we get to know his heart and his character too. So it's a beautiful um, way of doing life with him.
0: Yeah. 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 I
1: love it. That's gorgeous.
0: All right. Hit me.
1: Um, okay. So this one was a tough one to learn, but he shifts our relationships and friendships that um, – yeah, he shifts them and closes doors, mm. and that's really painful, but it's necessary for the calling on your life. And to, to know, I've seen it happen many times with many different people in, walking in um, their godly purpose, is that God shifts relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I was reminded the other day um, when... So Lisa and I first met, um, at Stacey, if Stacey's yes. listened to this podcast, yes. hey! Yay, yes, um, yes. <laughs> Stacey! Um, Stacey rang a conference, uh, a business conference in the sunny coast. Oh, I forget what it was called now. Um, so oh, it's something, good. a health summit or, a, uh, sorry, Stace. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Yes, it was very good. Uh, everyone should go and like the healthy, happy soul. Yes. She's on Instagram and Facebook. She'll bring happiness to your life. <laughs> um, and I did, uh, I, I taught about the Bible uh, as one of my things at uh, presentations. And I spoke about um, uh, King David and how, and his training basically. So how God was train training him in the field when no one was looking. Um, and how David was looking after the the sheep and the responsibility that God had given him. And then that he learned to fight lions and all these different creatures, not through his own strength, but through the power of God. And um, I was just reminded um, the other day, so Nathan and I used to live in a small country town and we still love that small country town, but we just needed to get ourselves out of the small country town mindset and we needed to grow. And I just was pondering the other day and completely feel like this has been mine and my husband's time out in the field, like King David uh, before he was King and when he was a young boy. And we've been learning to fight lions. I know personally for me, I've been learning to fight lions in God's strength um, and, uh, just build that sense of God confidence in myself and confidence in the kingdom. And so good. and seeing all those different things that you just, I wouldn't have seen if I was still in there and still in my comfort zone. Um, and so for the first two and a half years, I hated Sydney. Like I hated Sydney. <laughs> like I cannot describe how much of a country girl I was, mm. but I just knew that it was where God wanted us and um looking back now and um I often go back down to Nara. um we still have stuff down there obviously all of nice families down there and it's only now that I'm recognizing that we've been out in the wilderness like King David and God has given us that stuff mm-hmm. um, he's given us the tools he's given us the uh knowing of him and who he is and of the Holy Spirit and we're learning how to fight in the kingdom and all that kind of stuff. And when you were saying about, you know, God is going to shift relationships. he's not only going to shift relationships. He's going to shift a lot of other things in yourself mm-hmm. as well, that um, you probably weren't expecting. And it's not only now until I go back down um, after going to an, an interesting year myself where I think now, wow, okay, I can see, Um, how much we've grown and um, how much more in God I am. And through this time, through this three years, we've not been attending a church. And people always ask me, where do you go to church yesterday? I go, I don't go to church at the minute. And I have found that I have learned more about the kingdom by not going to a church than I have if I'd just been comfortable on a Sunday morning just sitting there and my relationship with God, my prayer time and everything. So he might even, what I'm saying is, don't leave your church if you don't feel led to or whatever, um, but God might even take you out of your church and he might put you out in the wilderness and go, sink or swim, I'm here, learn to use me. <laughs> Not that harsh, but, yes. you know, it, it, God said he will discipline his sons. He needs you to grow. He needs you to be in that discipline. He needs you to rip the muscle so he can sew you back together and make you stronger, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think people think, oh, you know, you just got to get rid of the worst friends or that kind of stuff. It is so much more than that when it, it is. comes to God. Yeah. It is. So it's a, lot, it's a big refining yeah. period, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and trust in that process. Uh, if you're in the thick of it, if you're just in the middle of it, if you feel like you're okay, I, I can actually see what the hell's been going on for the past three years now, kind mm. of stage of it, mm. trust it, learn from it, get deeper in with God. And um, yeah, he, he there'll be a purpose for the shift. Yes. That's so good. I, I love, love that. that. No, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <Yeah. laughs> Took over your point four there. Oh, I
1: loved it. And, um, well, my point five is uh, something that I had to do that has been a game changer was repent for undervaluing what he'd placed in my hands.
0: Oh, I can remember you telling me that last conference.
1: Yeah, just, and it's, and it has changed. Um, can you repeat what you just called it? Repent uh, for? Undervaluing what he placed in my hand. Yeah. So i 'd just give big discounts I, I under I would not like he would give me a price, and then I would go no no one's going to pay for that and I have to be honest it, it was like um, it was really hard cracking into <laughs> Christian world with luxury <laughs> for women um, and then pricing it appropriately because my heart is to include to, for it to be accessible um, but also it couldn't, it, it was, it was becoming a cost to, to my family. Yeah. And, um, That's and I cool. once, no. And then as soon as I repented and then I said, what do you say and what price and started to trust, um, and realize that what he has, what he has is of much value. I can now tell someone a price of a retreat and I don't cringe. I'm like, it is worth that and more. And, yeah. and it has, really shifted. I think if I had have continued down the line, I was going, um, we would have had to, I, yeah, it, it arise, may not have, have kept going. So yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was a big one for me. So learning your value of your product and valuing what God's given you. Yes. Um, and trusting in the prices that he gives you, mm. which is scary. It is It is scary. So can you share with us now, how do you incorporate God into your business? I know we've heard a lot about you and God, but on a day to day, how is it that you involve God in your business?
1: I just, I do like, I just kind of chat away to him all day. Um, And I just, I wait on him a lot. So if he tells me to do something, so recently he gave me a new project to do and I had no idea how to do it, but I said yes. And then I just wait and he just drops it into my spirit. Um, And then and like each little step. And then I just follow that step as he goes. Um, So I just, and then when I have concerns, you know, I've got this beautiful big prayer board. So I just chuck things up on my prayer board. um, And then I've got this place on my prayer board that says answered prayer. So I think can then move it over um, as he answers them. And I just guess it's just, I just know the success of Arise has nothing to do with me and all to do with him. Um, and, but something he has shown me just recently, cause I've been trying to just wind down a little bit coming towards the end of the year. It's been a big year. So I was like, I'm just going to have a break from a rise for this week. And I realized I took a break from God as well. And he said to me so clearly, uh, Lisa, uh, I have not just created you to co-labor with me. Like, I'm not just a work, you know, I'm not your boss and you're not, you're not a worker. This is, this is a, I'm your father. Yeah. And, um, and just kind of coming back to that place again and realizing how, how easy it is to just shift from that beautiful intimacy of the father's heart. When you're, when you're doing a ministry or business ministry, whatever, um, you can forget, you can only look at him through business lenses, which is, Yeah. So that's, that's
0: something that's been big for me lately. That's so true. I've heard a couple of women um, that have said similar things where they got to a point where they're just like, it's God and business. Mm. And then they have forgotten that father stage. Yeah. Oh, stage, not stage. (laughs) It's It's not a stage. That's cool. So can you share with us now, what is your Bible verse for this season and why? Yeah, it's different. Um,
1: You know, there's lots of amazing verses, but the one that is really grabbing me at the moment is in Proverbs 24, verse 7, and it's in the Passion Translation. And it says, go ahead, build your career and give yourself to your work. But if you put me first, you'll see your family built up. And because that's always a thing as a mum and a business owner and a wife and you're always saying, am I, do I have this right? Do I have the balance right? Am I loving them? Am I giving them enough of me enough, you know? Yeah. And that just spoke directly to that, um, to that fear and concern and worry. And so I've just been, that's up on my board and I just
0: look at that and uh, yeah, so that's been a real comfort and strategy. That's so nice. That's so nice. I love that. It's a beautiful translation of it. Uh, So thank you so much for sharing everything and your heart and uh, it's just nice. It's nice. It's nice. I mean, it's nice to have some Aussie girls on here too. Like, I (laughs) I mean, I love everyone that we have on here, uh, but it's, um, it's so cool to get some Aussie girls on here and, um, see what God's doing in Australia. And it's always a pleasure to meet people who are out, um, out of the four walls. I like to say out in the real world, out touching people's lives and, um, just creating that space for the Holy spirit to come in and move. Mm. Um, I feel a lot of times, um, we like to put restrictions on the Holy Spirit and you, you, know, you've only got this amount of time and like church services, boom, 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 or whatever it is. We're just not allowing that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I've learned that and it's something that I'm very mindful of our next conference is allowing time for the Holy Spirit and not to restrict him. And so you create in these weekends where you're, you're allowing just that place for the Holy Spirit to come in and it's just gorgeous. I love it. Oh, thank you, SJ. So, where can our listeners find you?
1: Yeah, I'm on I'm am on social media. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, and you just look up Arise Sanctuary. And then I've also got a website: www.arisesanctuary.com.au. And where are you going in 2020? Oh, we've got an amazing time next year. Um, we're going to go to Positano in Italy, and then Capri in Italy and uh, Mexico and Byron Bay, hinterlands and Sunshine Coast. Yeah, we've got a really
0: fun, amazing year ahead next year. So if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I need to come on one of Lisa's retreats, like start booking now because they fill out. They yeah, get sold out. So you. if God's pulling at your heart, go and check out the website. Um, Lisa will be more than happy to be a host for you. Um, I would love to. Um, draw you back to God. And yeah, um, it's just really beautiful. Right. Okay. Well, I think that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's so lovely to have you. And, um, yeah, if you're interested in the conference or one of Lisa's retreats or on the mastermind, uh, we'll still put all of the details in, uh, the blog article to this video and podcast so go take a look all the links will be in there if you're driving don't use your phone wait and um, everything will be in there um, so you can get in contact cool all right well i'm ashay you're listening and watching the christian women in business show it's been so lovely to have you here thank you so much lisa thank you and we'll catch you next time